Hey, welcome to one more episode of the Conscious Freelancer podcast. Today I want to share with you my first experience delegating design work. And I shouldn't really call it delegating because I didn't really delegate stuff that I currently do, but I actually hired someone or actually two people to do stuff that I just can't do. I don't have the skills which is illustration. And when I say hire, I don't mean like an employee or anything like that, okay? I mean hiring other freelancers to do little projects to help me with my own projects. I asked one friend of mine to do an illustration like more hand-drawn style. And I also asked uh, a girl from Upwork to do some isometric icons. And I'm really excited to share with you my experience doing this because it was so scary at first. But the result was so mind-blowing, like it was worth every single cent because I really couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done those illustrations and it really is making a difference in the value that I deliver to my clients. This episode's idea is exactly that, that is is for you to deliver better services, to deliver more value to your clients by hiring someone to do stuff you're not so good at. And this isn't for everyone, of course, this is for those of you that are on a stage that you already can get by with your freelance income and actually more than get by, you can can be more or less comfortable and like have some stability so that you can deal with a little more risk. Because delegating and hiring people is risky. So you need to be able to to deal with that risk and have a plan B, a plan C, so that you don't get put in a situation where you have to start doing stuff that you don't really want to. And that's exactly what I want to dive in right now. How did I know that I was ready to delegate, to hire people? And why did I do it? Well, for some months... I've been feeling trapped within my own skills and design style. So let me explain. Even though I love learning new stuff and I consider myself kind of a full stack designer, if that's something that you can say, I can do graphic design, print, UX, UI, motion, video editing, social media. I mean, I've done everything, but I, I can't do like outstanding animation or outstanding illustration because these are skills where you need to practice a lot and spend a lot of time developing them and I just can't prioritize that right now because I I can't do it all I can't learn how to do everything at once and I I tried in the past finding to find time to develop all those skills for, for months and even years, I've tried to do it since I started freelancing and I always felt frustrated because I could only create really basic stuff because I couldn't really dedicate myself to it like the whole day and every day. I never really got past that stage where you are able to create stuff but you you aren't even like average doing it. You You just... You just can like get by and do something to if you re- if you really have to do it you can do something that will work but it isn't really something that someone is going to to pay for at, or at least pay a, a decent amount for and recently I had this thought I mean I didn't have it randomly 
I I watched a lot of the future and Chris Doe uh, videos of him talking about business and how to build a freelance business and how you can transition to kind of an agency even though even though I don't really want to build an agency in the traditional sense of the word but I saw a lot of those videos and I thought yeah maybe I don't have to do it all and that thought sunk in and it was kind of scary to to take this kind of scary it was really scary to take this step because I was always a lonely wolf like I always liked and I still do like to do things my own way So I was really scared of trusting other people to deliver a good job and to deliver something like to my standards. And I also needed some some safety net so that I could take the risk of hiring the wrong person because it can happen and it didn't happen to me. Kinda, it kind of did, but it kind of didn't. I'll explain that in a minute. But it could have gone really, really wrong. Like I could have wasted money and had to do it all by myself anyway Or worse, I could have promised something to the client that I, I really wasn't able to do and I will have to find another person and spend even more money. And yeah, you know what I mean. You probably ask these questions to yourself and you probably have this thought if you ever thought about delegating or hiring someone. I think these are very common fears And I was really afraid, but that feeling that I wanted to create a better work for my client and I could do it if I if I hired other people, I couldn't do it myself. That feeling was killing me, the feeling that I was not able to deliver the value that I wanted to my clients. Sometimes people would come to me and they wanted a specific kind of logo or design that I wasn't comfortable doing and I had to tell them no, even though I think I could help them I could really, really help them through my brand design process. I just didn't have the technical skills to execute, execute on it. And sometimes it will also happen that I would start a brand design project and then on the stylescape slash mood board phase, I would realize that, holy shit, this client needs something, needs the kind of design style that I'm not able to do. What do I do now? That happens sometimes. And so that's why I decided to start doing this. And why now? Well, now I have some level of financial security, I guess, that I will at least be able to pay my bills because I'm working consistently with um with a Dutch startup called Ramanus. In it's kind of an hourly contract, but it's a really flexible one. They were okay with me just like including my my outsourcing in the hours build as I see fit as long as it's not like overboard. And I have a project in hand that I thought would be really cool to have some underwater elements illustrated. So I took that opportunity to, to start experimenting with, with hiring people. And this is my next point. Everything that you do for the first time is risky and it's probably going to go wrong. For me, it kind of did, but I was actually really lucky Because I hired two people to create that illustration, that first one, to, to see what style I liked the best and what style the client liked the best. And one of them charged four times what the other one did. And I actually liked the cheaper one way better than the other. So yeah, I wasted a bit of money on the other one. But it could have gone a lot worse because I was actually able to to bill all of that to to the client because they had some extra budget. 
and yeah, now I have a, a safety net and the potential benefits outweighed the risks by far. And after that experience, I felt a little bit more comfortable hiring another person to create some isometric icons for a project that I was I was delaying it and delaying it because I I didn't really enjoy it and I didn't think I was meeting the expectations of the client. So I was delaying it, delaying it, delaying it because I got paid in advance. So I didn't really have like something that was like, oh, I need to get this done straight away. And the client also didn't have like a strict deadline. And he loved these, the icons this girl created. And I think it makes the project stand out so much more that now I'm really motivated to like finish the project this week. I was paid for this project like two months ago. So I didn't really budget for hiring another person to create icons. But the thing is, these, these icons made me, one, they made me more motivated and confident on the result of the project. And they also saved me time looking for them, for looking for the icons online and making changes to fit the project because these are like icons related to Web3. So there aren't that many icons still. At least they all look the same. They are all in the same style and I wanted something different. So it was really hard to find. And this way I just got custom made icons that look really, really cool. And I don't have to worry about that anymore. But is the time I saved going to compensate fully for what I paid that girl? Probably not. <laughs> Mostly because of taxes, but yeah, it will not. But I'm learning a lot while hiring these people and I'm also building my network and getting to know who's good at what and who I like to work with. And yeah, that's pretty valuable to me in the long term. So it is worth it. It was worth it. I want to end this episode by giving you some tips on, on how to start hiring people to help you. And I only did this once or twice, these two uh, illustrations slash icons. So take it with a grain of salt. Like I'm just starting out. I'm just sharing my experience doing this for the first time. So this is what I learned. One thing that re went really well for me was looking for people from multiple sources. So I asked people that I already knew from uni, from my graphic design degree. I also posted on the uni alumni, al alumni group. That's how you say it, alumni. Um, I, I shared also what I was looking for on Instagram stories, on the conscious freelancer profile, and also on some communities I was in, uh, like a, a course that I took uh, two years ago about how to work online and also the community of Remote Portugal, a project that I'm volunteering in that has a lot of freelancers there. So I started there because I already had some connection to the people, but I also made an ad on Upwork because I started working for for as a freelancer for other countries on Upwork. So I also wanted to test it out like on the other side, test it out being the client yeah, as an experience. And I actually ended up hiring a, peop uh, a person from there. The other person I hired was a friend of mine from uni, but I also have one person from my followers plus one that was referred, saved in my mind for when I need them for other kinds of work. The second thing is don't filter people out too much without speaking to them on a call. Uh, there were some people that I was almost filtering out 
because of I don't know because of random stuff and because I was not really feeling it but I, I booked a call with them anyway and I talked to them and I actually ended up really liking them sometimes the applications people send uh, because it's only text and and the portfolio sometimes sometimes it can be it can be tricky to evaluate people just because of that so even if uh, a person is like a little bit interesting if i have just a little bit of interest if i've had something interesting about that person then i will book a call with them and the next point is a little bit like the other the opposite is also don't book too many calls have a system to filter people out but try to do it in a really rational way because I, I have this tendency to to trust my intuition and like oh I'm not feeling this with this person I'll just put them out of the of the shortlist or oh I'm really feeling something about this person even though the portfolio doesn't re- isn't really what I'm looking for yeah but I'm feeling something so I'm going to book a call with them and what I found works is if I have a good feeling about someone, even though the portfolio doesn't really add up or something doesn't really add up, I still book a call with them. But I booked calls with some people that, or better, I, I filtered out some people because of my intuition, like, oh, I'm not really feeling it with this person, I will just put them out. Uh, and I think it would have worked better if I had a... Um, a system a really clear system of filtering people which I did in the in the last phase when I was really shortlisting the shortlist <laughs> um, but I didn't do it that first and I think it's really useful to have like some criteria that are deal breakers for you and exclude people that meet those criteria, and then after that have some system of what you are looking for in people and try to filter out the ones that that don't fit there and I mean one thing I found out is that hiring it's really hard on the heart (laughs) because you have to say no to a lot of people and it's hard like it it broke my heart the first times I had to say no after I already reached out and asked the people some questions but it is a necessary evil so having that really rational system to filter people out that is really well defined, I think it will really help with that. It will help with making decisions without without feeling like you are like doing something bad, without letting your feelings uh, control your hiring process. I think that rational system will work really well. And this takes me to the last point, which is what I tried to do, which was do everything ethically as best as you can I replied to every single person that I reached out to and decided I didn't want to work with I afterwards I I said I really liked your work but you weren't chosen for for this project I didn't I didn't reply to every single proposal on Upwork just because that's not what you're expected to do on that platform specifically like I'm not expecting every application I I send on Upwork to get to get a response it's just how the platform works it's like a mass platform but I did reply to everyone that applied outside of Upwork either by email on the Facebook post by contacting me on Instagram I replied to everyone 
I want to do because I want to do business the right way. If I forgot to reply to anyone and you're hearing this, I'm sorry. I really, really, really forgot. Uh, but I try to to do it really, really ethically and behave like I'm expecting people to behave with me. Uh, I'm going to do my best to always do this, and it doesn't take that much effort. I mean, it takes effort. It doesn't take that much time away from you it's just having the will to to do it to do it the right way and i hope you will do this too when it's your turn to to hire people so to recap hiring these people was quite the experience and it taught me a lot and also allowed me to to deliver more value to my clients and feel more confident in the work i deliver I mean, the, the icons were so cool and the, the illustration was also so cool. I felt really well doing this, collaborating with other people. And as with everything that you do for the first time, it's probably going to go wrong. So you should take those mistakes and obstacles into account, have a safety net, have a plan B, C and D. But if you have all that in place, then there's no reason for you to be scared or shy away from hiring people that are better at doing something than you are. And I mean, maybe I'll develop some of the skills in the future, like for fun, but maybe even take on a few projects. But it's not because I have to and I'm not taking time out from actually building my business and doing my marketing and creating content because that is really, really important to do. You shouldn't take time away from that to do stuff that you're not really good at and that you don't really enjoy, you know? So yeah, I'm curious if you ever hired someone to help you in your freelance projects. If you did, how, how did it go? Or if you never did it, why? Like what's, what's stopping you? Are you afraid of something? Or is it just not the right moment? I'd love to to know your stories. So if you want to share something with me, you can do it through Instagram at the Conscious Freelancer. And there I also share the backstage of my business and of my digital nomad lifestyle. Because yeah, I am going nomad. By the time this episode comes out, I'll be preparing my backpacks to get in a flight the next morning to Bulgaria. And I'm really, 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 really excited. So follow me on Instagram if you want to, to follow me on that journey. And I also share some cool videos on TikTok if you're more into that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's it for today. Talk soon, Changemaker, next time from Bansko, Bulgaria.